Hello and welcome to the DJ Force X podcast episode 8. I want to wish you a happy new year. Um, We're back. Uh, This is the first part of a four-parter that I've been planning. Um, It's for the Collisions RSJ Cypher 16 and Seething Akira tour uh, that's coming up soon. Uh, I'll give you the date shortly, but yeah, this is going to be Jack. Uh, who is the front man from Cypher 16. Um, So, yeah, they're going to be playing uh, in March and April. Um, It's a hell of a tour, so try and get your tickets now uh, via sea tickets. But they're going to be playing Sound Control in Manchester on the 26th of March, The Globe in Newcastle on the 27th of March, Fibbers in York on the 28th, uh, Bar 42 in Worthing on April the 3rd, Uh, Green Door Store in Brighton on the 4th of April. The Anvil in Bournemouth on the 5th. Tiki Bar in Plymouth on the 6th. The Joiners in Southampton on the 7th. The O2 Academy in London on the 8th of April. And the Square in Harlow on the 10th of April. So, yes, I do implore you to go. Uh, It's going to be a fantastic tour. Um, But, yeah, here we go. This is Jack. From Cypher 16, enjoy. Welcome, everybody. This week I'm speaking to Jack from Cypher 16. Hello, Jack. How are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, I'm not too bad, thanks. Looking forward to getting back into it this year. Excellent. Sounds good. Um, Yeah, so for the benefit of my listeners, uh, could you give me a bit of background on your band? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We're Cypher 16 uh, from uh, London in uh, the UK. We are, I uh, guess, I guess we're put into the pigeonhole of melodic rock, melodic metal of some sort. It's very heavy, very melodic, but all clean vocals. Uh, which makes a slight difference from a lot of the other bands on the metal scene. Cool. Um, we've been going for a few years now, and we're finally at the point where the debut album comes out in the next couple of months, um, which will be accompanied by a fairly heavy touring schedule around the world. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a big year, I think. Awesome, awesome. Uh, I was looking back on your um, biography and everything, and you, you've you've already toured the world, pretty much. Yeah, um, yeah. How, uh, how did that come about? I mean, I see you toured India uh, a number of times. Have, uh, which yeah. I found incredibly interesting because um, I know in, they do have a couple of like festivals over in India, but actually touring that area of the world, I didn't really realize that was possible. So it's, it's yeah, you uh, you hit the nail on the head. Actually, India has um, they have a good number of festivals over there now, and they do have a good metal scene uh, and incredibly fanatic and enthusiastic fans, which is great. Uh, we got the offer completely by chance a few years and and a few years ago, and and you know like yourself. You kind of think, well, you know, is it a scam? Is there any scene over there? This was this was 2009, actually. So it was mm. before any real bands, apart from possibly Maiden, had been there. Um, so yeah, we, we we went over kind of on a whim, and it turned out there's this great scene, and, and we obviously built a range of contacts. We played some shows, and they went down very well, and we built it from there, really. Um, That's awesome. Which is, you know, it's amazing. So, but as as you say. Um, there's there's a difference between going over there for a show or two shows and then actually trying to tour it as an actual tour yeah. location and logistically it's it's not quite there yet so we've done done a couple of short tours i think we did a, a four date and we did a six date and that was just about possible but it's it's difficult because there's no tour buses there's no vans you have to fly everywhere and 
the organization is a little haphazard we say <laughs> it, does, it, it comes across as quite hectic over there so that's why i was kind of like yeah about the one because hectic is the word because <laughs> we uh, like i was previously in a band in the uk and we had contact from like the middle east area of the world um okay. we never ever managed to go over there but suddenly like bombarded by people just saying oh we really like your stuff did it you know and like you say is it a scam is it something um but we never followed through with it we just sort of kind of left it thinking it was like a scam at the time we sure always, sure we had a mindset of kind of second guessing everything yeah no no so. i mean like that but i i don't know i guess i guess i i like to take risks with that sort of yeah. stuff and also i thought well at the end of the day if we go over there for this first tour that we were offered and it turns out to be a scam at least we'll get some sort of partly paid for holiday out of it yeah if nothing else if the shows don't actually exist but as it turned out they did exist and and it opened it opened us up to this whole new market um which you know which then developed into you know we went to china uh well 2000 yeah last year now yeah. now that we're in january yeah. <laughs> uh, and this whole this whole eastern part of the world which you know we never i never would have gone there you know on a personal holiday let alone as part of a band yeah no i mean look so i was looking at your thing and i see, did see you went to china as well yes and, we did and it, that, that i mean that's amazing i mean about i mean i don't know much about your band um I, I i read bits obviously prior to this did my research a little bit so um <laughs> and being out of the uk for a while i'm kind of out of touch with the with the scene going on there but sure doing all this on is it like you've got like three eps is that right yeah we did it, yeah we did it on uh uh yeah, yeah three eps yeah, yeah and so uh, I never, never released an album so um i mean i always just thought well see as much of the world as you can and what you've got yeah, and see what the reaction is is like before you then go and put out the, the you know the big first album which we've yeah. now done. We tracked it late last late last year, just after we got back from China, yeah. and that's it's due out in well, subject to delays, March April is, okay. is the idea. Cool. Yeah, and I was going to ask about your album um, as well, yeah. but um, no, I mean, b- back to this touring and stuff, like doing this off three EPs. I, in, in my eyes, that's amazing. Um, Thank we, you. I mean, with my band, we we'd released. Um, two albums by the time we even got to europe right um, okay and, sure and it, it's just like it's just about like if you're willing to take that risk that which you did and obviously it pay, pays off you know yeah um, no it has done. and it, it was like it's one of those things that I'm, I'm totally applauding you here for doing that thank it, you very to much. me that's amazing i would have loved to have gone to india uh it's, to play shows yeah. in china or that whole that area like just areas of the world where you wouldn't normally get to you know. Yeah, exactly. Because we we know we, you know we're getting offers now to go and do a lot of the places that we are expecting to go and do. Mm. But had we not, I mean, almost had we not been small enough to be able to to take these kind of random odd offers at the times they've come in, we yeah. we never would have the contacts in these areas. Yeah. Um. So it's been yeah, it's been amazing because I, I've I'm well aware of the state of the uk metal scene and it's and it's great and we have one of the best music scenes in the world but it's also very difficult because of oversaturation of bands and all this sort of stuff yeah and and i think a lot of bands have this attitude where they go well let's get big in the uk first and once we're really big in the uk then we'll we'll go out and explore other areas and start getting big there as a secondary thing yeah and i think well my idea anyway has always been let's do it the other way around I don't see the point sitting here for 15 years trying to get really big in the UK and then venturing out. Why not venture out at the same time? Yeah. Or even before no, you that, get big in the UK that, and then use that to, to leverage your yeah. popularity here. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It reminds me of the, um, I don't know if you know about, um, obviously you've heard of the band Muse. 
but yeah. but what they did, they they saved up a bunch of money and took themselves to the states, and they yes. got, they got signed to Madonna's label, which was Mavericks, which was right. labels Deftones and stuff. And they they got they made their name there and then came back over here and did the circuit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because yeah. like I mean, you can hear it in their first album as well. They've, they I think one of the lines they played every toilet in the UK or whatever, sure. um, you know, toilet venue kind of thing. And um, no, it's, it's very interesting. I never had that like, um, or our band collectively never had that. We we just wanted to play, you know. And we released albums. Sure. It didn't matter yeah. whether we really got big or not. It was nice when we had our fifteen minutes. But it yeah. was kind of like we continued after that anyway, you know, for sure. another two sure. albums. But sure. um, but no, the way you've done it, I mean, it, it, it's amazing. Like you've got all these shows around the world off the back of EPs, which is like, yeah, it's a very difficult yeah. I mean, thing. We did, we did, um, we 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 did. What did we do? I think we we did a UK tour. We toured in America, played with Mudvayne, and we did India on the back of. Uh, well, essentially on the back of four tracks. Yeah. That was how it started. And I think we did a couple of things in Europe as well, actually. Um, and then we thought, yeah, okay, now we've, we've kind of done this EP to death. Let's do another one and see what we can get out of that. And we did the same again. And then we did another. And it's been, yeah, it's been a slow process. It's not, it's, you know, but it's one of these things that a band like this, it's not going to be an instant overnight hit. It takes yeah. five, ten years to build. And now that the album's coming out, there's there's a lot of attention around the band. And I think once the, the, the LP comes out, it's going to, Hopefully everything will lock into place, cool. and we'll just be able to do everything but up up the level again. Cool. Do Do you have a label for this album, or are you doing uh, it yourself? Yeah, we do. We, we're We're talking to we're t- well, we're talking to a major at the moment. Okay. Uh, which is kind of all I can say. So yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> I can't I I can't say whether we do or not. I'm not entirely sure, but okay. but yeah, there there are people interested, shall we say? Cool. What about the previous EPs? Right. Who are they released through? Are they uh, we released them through? Um, yeah, we released those through my my record label. I actually own a record label. Um, okay. Cool. Which is called Constant Evolution Records. So we did the three EPs through those, which worked perfectly. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, so now the big kind of LPs come up it's yeah it's time to kind of pass it over to someone a bit bigger than us yeah that uh, makes sense which That's... is yeah which is you know which is cool because because there's all been all this touring activity and have the three EPs which I think you know I, I see them as being pretty good records a lot of the bigger people have kind of been looking at the band for a while going if they carry on like this once the album drops then it's time to start getting involved yeah and that's kind of what you've done a lot of groundwork in order to get them interested uh, yeah that's that's been the idea it, it kind of you could almost say the journey starts this year <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean it's like these days it's so difficult for even for a record label to look at something and think is that an entity we can you know we can push and essentially profit from uh, yeah absolutely um, but absolutely. you know because obviously at the end of the day they're a business but they do you know a lot of labels do support artists you know through the yes. beginning time you know the, sure, the beginning absolutely. process yeah i mean with you guys they like say you've, you've done you've done the groundwork you've got these established contacts so there is that element there that they can go okay this album will yeah go out exactly. or, you know if it may get downloaded in this com- country but if it, if there's a high concentrate of it you send send you guys over there to play exactly. and you know exactly, tie yeah. you with that i think that's what maiden yeah. did didn't they as well yeah that's that's they, exactly what they i mean you know they tracks. send their album out expecting it to get downloaded yeah. in places like here in south america but then then they, they you know then they know the kids are going to turn up to the show when yeah. they go over exactly so it makes it makes sense for them to do it yeah yeah where a lot of i've seen a lot of bands like obviously obviously complaining about it because a lot of money goes into making their music and time um but like utilizing it the way maiden did was yeah just, exactly. I, I was just kind of like that's it bang on yeah absolutely 
the, I mean, the game's changed. Yeah. People need to stop thinking they're going to make huge amounts of money from selling records because, yeah, it can happen over a long period of time, but it's not happening how it used to. So you, you've got to use the music as a tool to make the money, but through a different avenue like touring. Yeah. So you know, if you make a great record, people want to hear it live. So then you'll, you, you know, you can, you can put some tour dates in with that. You, you give, I mean, don't, you know, expect that a lot of people are going to steal the album, but then if they like it, they'll come to the show and hopefully they'll buy a t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, and if exactly. you can make, if you can kill it on the merchandise and on the tour front, then then you'll do all right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'm I'm hoping a few more bands realise that now. Um, just like getting into this stage, especially with record labels, like um, not taking on as much. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think it's I think people need to stop. Uh, you know, kind of looking looking for the for the record label um, as 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 you know, what they need to achieve as a band, getting signed, getting on a record label, regardless of which one, yeah. because most of them, unfortunately, have great intentions, but don't have the financial power to back up yeah. anything. And what's, you know, essentially, what's the point? Yeah. If, exactly. if you're not on a label that can give you tour support or, or pay for your album to be made or whatever it is that you need, yeah. then you might as well do it yourself. Exactly. If they're not willing to put the money in to help you produce something, um, yeah. to you know, for them to profit off, because... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Our, our, the record labels I've been involved with, um, one was a pay as you, pay as you go essentially, where we paid for everything and they did all the promotion. Um, right. That was our first album. Did all right. You know, we got okay. in all the magazines and everything. Second yeah. album, we didn't pay for anything. We we were self sufficient in recording studio wise. We recorded ourselves, and the second time around, it didn't do very well. <laughs> right. Yeah, sure, um, sure. Uh, it's no, like, I mean, I think I think where labels are useful is is on the promotion side. Yeah, I mean this this the, the label we signed to the second time round, promotion wise, I ended up doing it because it got delayed, delayed, delayed. The album came out and there was nothing, so right. I, I had to do it post release. Because um, right. I, I kind of help, I helped with the first album um, with the label. Uh, I, I pushed them a bit. I got in contact with various people to try and you know push it through, and that worked. And second time round, I had to do it from scratch. Sure. Um, and then third time around, we just released everything ourselves and did it ourselves. So sure, um, sure. we kind of got to that point where there were no labels offering us anything sure. that we couldn't do. So, um, sure. but yeah, no, that's what a lot of people, because like, anyone can set up a label. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh no, you can. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, anyone can it's release the yeah. music. You know, I've put my own music up on various places, um, you know, and it, it was very easy, you know, and yeah. You know that that was anyone can do that, but it's the promotion that's where you're, absolutely it's, it's you know, getting the product out there. Exactly, it's it's making sure you know three months in advance the magazines have got copies that it's yeah. going to be in their thing in time. Um, it's making sure that you're following up, you know, for interviews and uh, features and advertising and all that kind of stuff. Where a lot of labels just sort of sit there and go, okay, this is coming out then. Tell your fans, and you're like, okay. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. No, it's all about it's all about <laughs> timing and having having a strategy and having a plan. Yeah, exactly. What uh, influences you or your band or both? <laughs> the worst, <laughs> I hate it. Um, well, I was. I mean, I was classic. I was a classically trained musician when I was younger. So I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Bach. Um, kind of. Uh, I mean, well, he's you know for me, he's the, he's the one. Um, and then obviously got into Maiden. Got me into metal. Um, Metallica then followed up, uh, and and that's kind of stayed. The Metallica thing has stayed with me for a long time. And actually, we we uh, part of our management used to do a lot of work with those guys, so we're we're quite friendly with those guys now, which is cool. cool. Um, 
that's always that's always great when they come over uh, to keep kind of keep the motivation levels up. I yeah. guess seeing kind of being on stage with the best band in the world, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'm also really big into Nine Inch Nails, um, Sugar. Uh, I'm huge into Volbeat right now because cool. uh, I love the vocal style. Um, I mean, it's it's weird. Like I, I'm into a lot of kind of things that are, I guess, slightly different, but we don't really sound like any of them. Yeah. So we take that kind of influence and then try and do something different with yeah. it. Uh, it's it's a it's a tricky one because you know yeah we've all got different influences and stuff, but we don't really sound like any of them if you see what i mean yeah yeah I see what you mean. that sound that's slightly unique in it the the the, the eps and or compared to the album that's coming out are going to be going to be a little bit different it's we, we've kind of really stuck with like the lonely lonely road giant wall sort of theme yeah um which is you know big courses but really really heavy rhythm parts mm-hmm. uh because we tune to drop a yeah so we've got for any guitarists out there we've got standard E, B, G, D, A strings. And then we take our bottom E right down to a bottom A, which is an octave below. Okay. So we have everything can be very melodic because of all the standard tuning, but the bottom string is way below, which gives for a really, really heavy rhythm section. Yeah. It's a little bit unusual. I know Matt Mastodon do it uh, and a couple of other bands, but actually it's not something that's widely done. Um, but we quite, we quite like it because, as I say, it gives the heaviness, but it also keeps the melody, keeps the melodic that's sort cool. of thing. Because uh, obviously there's no we don't we don't scream there's no screaming or growling in what we do. Yeah, I was going to say because yeah. um, I know you mentioned that earlier that you you maintain the clean vocals through the whole thing. Yes. Was that was that yes. a conscious thing or was that just? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, I I tried a little bit of growling on the first TP actually when I was a bit younger, but it's not really my sort of thing. And I, I think it's all for me. It's all about catchy melodies. Yeah. I think if if the if the audience can leave the venue at the end of the show and still remember the chorus from one of the songs in the middle of the set, yeah, then that's a good song. Uh, it's all about the songs at the yeah. moment. Because no, I saw your T-shirt, you don't have to scream to be heavy. Yeah, I was like, that. That I knew uh, that's obviously true. But <laughs> yeah, no, I was just waiting because, like, um, I listen. Obviously, I listened through your your EPs and, um, especially the more recent two. It is, yes. it is all clean vocal. Um, it is, and it is very different from like I, that was one of the things that hit me. I was like, he's not. There's no sort of like you know that kind of like um, the heat behind the vocal. It's all, yeah it's all clean and sung very well um but yeah, there's no sure. growl there's no gruff and it was like yeah it actually works it's not but it's not bordering on like the um kind of symphonic metal yeah side of things, right that's 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 classic yeah, side of it um, that's it it kind of it it's very um uh, trying to think of the right words for it it's kind of like it's got that pop mentality but they're not pop vocals yeah, exactly that's um, exactly it's i mean you could almost call us well, I think some people will actually when the, when the album comes out that they're, they're going to say, well, they've 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 gone. I don't know if they'll say that we that we've gone lighter because I don't think we have, but they'll definitely say they're moving to, to more towards a pop uh, area, should yeah. we say? And I'm not. I don't. I, I haven't actually heard the, the first mixes from the record yet <laughs> this week. Hopefully, so I, I, I'm still not entirely sure what the vocals are going to sound like, but. Yeah, we're definitely going for songs and for catchy choruses, yeah. but whilst maintaining the real heaviness yeah. of 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 the, of the of the sound that we've kind of you know come to be known for. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm going to definitely hit listen out for it. Um, cool. I, I really enjoyed those EPs that I listened to. So, cool. you thank know. you. Um, but yeah, no, like I said, like with with the vocal, it's it is that is a very definitive thing when listening to it. Um, I mean, the music itself is really good. 
uh and and with that vocal at the start it was kind of a bit because i'm not used to it you know you hear those beginning riffs and you think it's gonna come in you're expecting that kind of heavy vocal yeah, yeah. Um, but it comes in and it works really well cool um, thank you yeah i just uh it, yeah it works really well so <laughs> <laughs> you've got a tour coming up uh we'll talk about your european tour first or okay um, who um yeah so who's that with and where are so you the going? first the first um dates for next year start in february and we're going out with amaranthi who are swedish uh kind of pop power symphonic metal band okay uh, who are really really cool we like them a lot and they seem like very nice guys having not met them yet uh and we are (laughs) going to do we're doing we're doing estonia and finland with them (laughs) slightly unusually and i think we're going to do a couple of dates in sweden as well oh wicked and so that's going to be really cool. Yeah. That, uh, Finland nice. in the winter should be, should be good. So <laughs> Bring your coat. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Stay on the bus all the time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we're doing that. And then, uh, I mean, well, that's, yeah, that's going to do February. Um, and then uh, what's the plan? There's a chance we're going to go out to India in March. Okay. Not sure working on something there. Um, and then obviously we have the, 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 the English tour in in uh eight uh march and april i think it is yeah and then immediately after that it looks like we're gonna go out and do china again okay so you're gonna so be busy takes us up to may it does yeah uh, so are you hoping to hit the festivals this summer yeah we will be yeah uh yes we will be so yeah some announcements about the U- in particular the uk festivals will be coming out quite soon okay cool anyway but those are in terms of tour tours that, that's what we've got for the first half of the year Okay, cool. Well, let's um, let's let's talk about the tour you have with Collisions. Yes. Um. So yeah, it's going to be you, Collisions, RSJ, and Seething Akira. Yes. Uh, you're going to do obviously a UK tour. Yes. Um. Yeah. How did you How did you hook up with Collisions? Um. It's a good question. We actually played with both. Well, we played with Collisions at Hammerfest last year. Yeah. Uh, and then we ended up playing with Collisions and RSJ in Ibiza places on uh, hard rock hell kind of um they have some uh, what's it called a road trip yeah. we were on tour in europe already so we kind of came over and did that as our last date okay but i think most of the bands fly out in the uk and then go and do that um yeah. and it's yeah it's this bizarre festival thing like in an ibiza club okay and all these metalheads turn up for for a, a week or i'm not sure it's like a holiday for most people we kind of we flew in and then kind of flew out well we yeah, we did end up flying. We were supposed to drive in, we, long story, but we ended up flying and then, then we had to fly back because we finished the tour. But um, yeah, that's where we played with them. And, and that was really cool because I've been listening to RSJ for quite a while, but I'd never actually seen them before. So that was that was good. And collisions were really cool. So it kind of went from there. Cool. Uh, and it's now, yeah, it's now happening. No, uh, cool. great. <laughs> yeah, so it should be fun. It should be, it should be nice. Yeah. I haven't been to the UK. Well, I haven't been, it's in, I kind of, it's, I get a little bit jittery when people start calling things UK tours because I feel that if you're not actually doing Scotland and Wales and Ireland, then it's not really a UK tour. That's so I'd call this, I call this more of an English run okay. <laughs> myself. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, the England tour. The England tour, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes sense. That does make sense. Um, so yeah, no, that sounds really cool. I mean, I, I wish I could be in the UK for it. Um, yeah, um, no, I mean, it's like, I've, I mean, I've known Collisions for a little while just through my radio show. Um, okay. I've not I've not actually met them. RSJ I met back in the day. Uh they were going when my band was going. So Oh right, okay. We, we yeah, played, they've been around for a long time. Yeah, they? we played a couple of shows together. Um okay. around London and uh somewhere else. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. 
right. and Soothing a Cure again. They're, I know they're a relatively new band, but again, because of the nature of my radio show, yes. uh, the Collisions and Soothing a Cure are kind of, they fit into that mold. Um, sure. It's like an electro metal show. So, sure. um, but yeah, no, it, and, uh, it was just like one of those things where I'm like, oh, these guys should tour together. And they ended up touring together. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and it's like I really wish I could be in the UK to see it. This would be a great tour to go see, but then you know yeah. you're not going to come over to Florida. <laughs> yeah, no, sure, yeah. sure. But, um, we have in fact toured in Florida. Yeah, We're... yeah, we like, we played um <laughs> yeah, a few years ago now, but we played the West called the West Palm Beach Speedway. Okay, yeah, they, it's a big well, it's a speedway, I guess, uh, yeah. the raceway, I think it's called. Um, and we played there with Mudvayne. Oh really? A few years back, yeah, oh. for a festival, and then we did a bunch of kind of club shows around Florida, which is hilarious. Okay, where, where, do you know where else in Florida you played? Uh, God, we uh, we did we did Cocoa Beach. Yeah. Uh, we did Fort Lauderdale, I believe. Yeah. We uh, we did Orlando, and then we we actually did we did a show in Alabama, one in Georgia, and one in Louisiana as well. So we kind of okay. did this whole southern states here and we did a couple i think we did a couple of others but yeah those were like the main ones yeah cool which was pretty funny so hopefully we'll get back i mean the idea is that we're going to tour the u.s to, to tour the album but we we're just waiting for our management's based in la um okay. so we're waiting for, to hear exactly what the plans for that is cool. well but hopefully we'll be in the u.s in the next you know year cool well if you hit tampa let me know okay because <laughs> that's I where will. i'm based uh, okay it's, cool. it's, it's tampa or st petersburg are the two Oh yeah, Petersburg. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, there. um, there's a couple of venues in both towns, so it's um, okay. You know, they like different size venues, club venues, sure. or like sure. bar venues and stuff. But sure. um, yeah, no. If you if you do end up this way, obviously I'll keep an eye out. But if you end up this way, hit hit us up and we'll. Okay. Uh, what can we expect from this tour coming up from you guys? Are you going to play a lot of new tunes or? Yeah, it's going to be well. The, the album, I, I kind of, I, I ended up writing most of the album um, last year, slightly the year before as well, actually. But we started bringing out songs from the album over the course of 2014's tour dates to the point where we were playing kind of three or four new tracks out of a set of, let's say, eight. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we're going to, we are going to, we're going to take out a few old EP ones for this next run. And it's going to be, it's probably going to be 80% album stuff okay but we'll keep in kind of favorites like probably keep in giant walls and lonely road because obviously people people like those ones quite a lot um and that, that's what they'll be used to because i guess well we will start touring before the album is out so we need to have a couple that people already know in the set yeah. as it were but by yeah by this time by late on in the year we'll, it'll be mostly album material i would imagine cool which is cool which is great because they're they're all really they're 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 well, we feel that they're, they're, you know, they're a bit more interesting to play, yeah. Uh, and they get, they get, they get the idea of what the band's about across a little bit quicker than some of the older stuff does. That's cool. Which is the idea when you're on support tours, you've got to nail the crowd if you can. Yes, you've got to leave them wanting more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've got, to, you've got to hope that they're going to come to the merch desk and have a beer with you afterwards. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's definitely the plan. That's definitely the plan. Um, so yeah, um, who would you love to tour with? <laughs> anyone you haven't played with or you know would love to do it well extended run yeah with, so. i mean the list is endless uh obviously i mean you know obviously bands like metallica made and all that kind of stuff but realistically you know uh on the horizon stuff like we'd like to do corn Vajira, volbeat um 
those, I mean, yeah, those three are kind of, yeah, realistic is yeah. probably the best way of putting it okay. in terms of where I know what's going on behind the scenes and stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean, we love all those guys. Jira basically the best live band on the planet, in, in our opinion. Excellent. Uh, tell you who we really love. Have you ever heard of a band called Caliban? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We played for them in Norway last year, just okay. quite sharp. Played a big festival with Behemoth and Devon Townsend and all these crazy heavy bands. And uh, Caliban played, and we kind of hung out with them afterwards, and they're just the coolest guys. And they make the... We, I don't know what it is about that band, but they basically became our soundtrack to all of our tour dates for the next year, for, for last year. Nice. And there's a special place in our hearts for that band. So we'd love to do something with them, although they sound completely different to us. Yeah, them. I hadn't heard of them for a long time. I didn't realise yeah. they were still going, to be honest with you. No, they just released, they released a new album. I don't know if it was last year, but maybe the year before, which okay. is actually pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, I'll go check those, check those guys out again. I'll have to check it out because I enjoyed, oh, I can't remember the name of the album. Because I was a rock club DJ in the UK, and there was a couple of their tracks I used to play that people used to absolutely love. Yeah, and um, I I can't remember it now. Right, you've toured across the world. What advice would you give a band contemplating the same thing? Contemplating touring across the world. Okay, be prepared to lose money, but that's the first, the first, or even the second time you go out to somewhere new, and that kind of applies to everything you do as a band to begin with because it's an investment i mean albums cost x amount of money tours cost x amount of money but in the beginning if you want to build up a fan base you've got to have something to show for yourself and you've got to be seen to be going out and doing it so bands that kind of sit around and release a record and then tour you know do seven tour dates and then expect the world to come to them it's not going to happen you've got to go and take your music and ram it down people's throats and make sure you're you're a really really good live act, which which usually actually only comes from touring. I mean, if you if you watch a band like Kajira, who just have me in awe. I mean, we know they're kind of good friends of ours as well now, but only because we've been to a bunch of their shows and got to know them and stuff. But if you, we, I'll tell you a quick story. We played with them at Bloodstock last no 2013, and they showed up and we, we said hey to them, said hi to their tour manager, and they looked like shit. And they were in a really bad way. And we said, what's wrong? And they said, well, we just came from Sweden yesterday. We haven't slept. We, and and we, when we got to France for their connection, the airline had lost all of their equipment, including all their guitars and everything. So we don't have any equipment. And we haven't slept. So they got on stage and Joe was kind of saying, guys, we're really sorry if we're going to be a bit sloppy today. We haven't even got, I mean, this, I'm not even playing my guitar. And they then proceeded to blow every other band clean off the stage, including, I mean, you know, just everyone. It was just unbelievable. And everyone just kind of looked at each other and went, if that's what they do when they haven't slept and haven't, haven't, haven't got any of their gear, what are they like when they're, you know, on form? And I think with them, it's just because they've been going for like 12, 13, 14 years. Yeah. And they've just played hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shows because they've gone out and got out there and they've done it. Yeah. And they're an amazing band, but they're not, you know, they're an extreme death metal band. So the only way that they've got to be noticed is by playing all these shows and, and getting really good at getting really good at what they do. And uh, that's, you know, that's got them the attention of people like Randy Blythe from Lamb of God, who then went on to kind of champion them for a little bit and, yeah. and Metallica as well. And, you know, who took them out and because they went and did it and they knew that was the only way they were going to make a success of themselves. So I think for young bands who want to kind of go and see the world, go and see the world, you've got to save up to do it. You might not get paid. You might go out on door splits the first few times, but 
if you if you're good if you've got good product and if you've got good merchandise you can just about get yourself around yeah and pick up the contacts always go and talk to the crowd ne- i mean never sit in your dressing room no. that's not what it's for no. the first thing we always do after a show is we're out in the front talking to people and it's amazing who you meet yeah it's you know some of the i've met people who i've looked at and gone you know i predict this guy does this for a living and he's come out with something completely different and it's changed the band's life yeah on several occasions yeah so never take anyone for granted and always give someone you know the time of day yeah no, this is don't, a- be, don't be a rock star i met i met two guys i was in la for a business band business thing in uh april i, I was i was in the rainbow obviously and i came <laughs> rainbow at like one in the morning on my own just um not really sure what was going on and i met these two german guys who were there on a rock pilgrimage to see all the kind of la holy grail sites yeah and they were really just enthusiastic music lovers. So anyway, I told them about the band and they were really excited. And we were actually touring in Germany in a couple of months later. Yeah. And lo and behold, they turned up to a show. That's amazing. Which was amazing. Yeah. Just two dudes out of nowhere. Yeah. Just making because, that, that contact, you know. you know. Exactly. Yeah. And hopefully when we go and do Germany again, they'll show up and their friends will come to the same show. And it's that sort of thing. It all builds. Yeah. No, exactly. You make those contacts and keep those those connections it, it's you know it, it can really take you a long way yeah no, exactly cool well jack thank you very much um, thank you uh yeah enjoy the tour with yes we will do rsj akira and um yeah thank you very much Have a thank good you one. very much pleasure great to speak to you man good to speak to you as well man nice. take it easy thank you cheers so, yes we're at the end of another podcast i'm going to remind you of those tour dates again uh, for the Collisions, RSJ, Cypher 16, Seething Akira, UK Tour. Uh, well, England Tour, as we discussed in the podcast. Um, so, yeah, it's the Sound Control in Manchester on the 26th of March. The Globe in Newcastle on the 27th. Fibbers in York on the 28th. And then Bar 42 in Worthing on the 3rd of April. Green Door Store in Brighton on the 4th of April. The Anvil uh, in Bournemouth on the 5th. Tiki Bar in Plymouth on the 6th. Joiners in Southampton on the 7th. O2 Academy in London on the 8th. And The Square in Harlow on the 10th of April. So yeah, get along to those shows. You can buy your tickets at C-Tickets. Um, I guess that's ctickets.co.uk. I have to double check that for me. But yeah, um, check it out. If you want a, like a recap of the um, tour dates itself, you go to my Facebook page. It's my cover image. Uh, which is facebook.com forward slash DJ Force X. Uh, alternatively, go to the RSJ Collision Cipher 16 or Seething Akira page. You'll see the same the same tour poster. Um, so yeah, this was part one of part four. Uh, in a couple of weeks, I'll be speaking to RSJ. Uh, and then the following weeks after that, Seething Akira and Collisions. So until next time, this is DJ Force X. Out.